Hi, and welcome to Power of the Network. I'm your host, Tim Locker, Vice President of Broadband for CBM. Today, we're very fortunate to have Heather Sethi, uh, Channel Director of North America for uh, Invent Hoffman, uh, one of our great manufacturers here that we rep at CBM. Uh, we have a great conversation about their distribution uh, market strategy and also uh, women in leadership. So thank you for tagging along and let's get into the conversation. Heather, thank you so much for joining us today. We know you've got a lot on your plate and uh, we appreciate you committing your schedule to come in and visit with us today. So thank you very much for being here. Uh, real quick, just for some folks that don't know, uh, tell us a little bit, you know, who is Invent Hoffman? So Invent is the global leader in electrical enclosures. Um, we support our products, connect and support and protect our customer systems and facilities where the cost of failure is very high. Okay, so, so everything from electrification, essentially, that is what Invent is. Okay, so where do these products play a little bit in the market? Electrical enclosures, for example. Uh, think of anything that is protecting or holding anything electrical or power-driven, right? Um, so everything from your light signals on the roads to in factories that are powering the lines, we manufacture those enclosures to protect those electrical components. Awesome. So really everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Literally. So yes. uh, without getting too far into the weeds, you know, on product, um, what sets Invent apart from the competition? And, you know, why do you think quality wins? Well, we've been around for many, many years, um, Hoffman specifically, and Invent has just expanded our portfolio to give that complete solution to our customers. Quality is key because if customers can't rely on our products to protect and power that piece of electrification, um, they're going to have failures, and that comes with high cost. When it comes to quality, you know, personally, uh, and we've talked about this before, but quality to me is very important. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I don't buy cheap things. I don't buy on price. I buy because I want something to last, whether that's uh, you know, for your personal life or whether it's, you know, the, the company, we have the same standards, mm -hmm. you know, it's quality over price, you know, typically always wins, but it seems like, you know, in today's market, you have, uh, it's always price, 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 mm -hmm. you know, we're always, doesn't matter what line we're talking about, what we're trying to, trying to sell, it's always price. Um, but what you're saying is there's a bigger price to pay on the backside if you choose poorly. Absolutely. You get what you pay for. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a firm believer in that personally and professionally. Um, and we do everything we can to remain competitive in all areas. Um, but that also comes with a high level of service, right? Yeah. And relationship is key in that and negotiating and understanding the project and requirements and what the expectations are, quite frankly. Yeah. Let's, let's talk a little bit about how you got where, where you are. So you've, you've kind of been in all levels of, of the industry. You started uh, working as a manufacturer's rep, uh, similar to what I'm doing now. Uh, you've been in distribution. Now you're at, uh, you know, obviously a high level within the manufacturer. Um, tell me a little bit about your uh, manufacturer's rep position, starting from the yeah. beginning. So you were a Hoffman specialist, is that correct? I, well, I started inside sales. Okay. I had no experience. I actually was back in the day before technology, right? I, yeah. I, there was a help wanted sign. Um, and I walked in, <laughs> Literally. I'm not joking, and I yeah. filled out an application and he hired me on the spot. I had no background at all. Um, I come from an engineering family, so I feel like it, I naturally gravitated towards the technical piece of it. 
Um, and I did inside sales for a little over a year. And then I just gravitated towards the Hoffman side. So then I moved into AutoCAD design on customs specifically for Hoffman. So I did that the remainder of the time that I was at that rep office. And then from there, I moved on to um, a large independent distributor That's as great. the Hoffman product manager. That's awesome. Yeah. So you uh, kind of started in the <clears throat> trenches, started from the ground up yeah. and worked your way clear to the top. What do you think, um, how has that position, you know, your first, you know, working for a rep, how has that molded or affected your, um, your perspective <clears throat> of reps today? Seeing it from the, from the different levels where you're at. Well, that was 25 years ago. <laughs> so things have changed a little bit, right? Sure. Um, Obviously, the world today is much more diversified with women in industry, which is amazing. Um, so I think from then until now with the reps, really just the way that they approach market, I feel, is different. Um, the people that are involved with more women being in industry is different. It changes yeah. the dynamic, I feel. Um, it's it's more exciting, I feel like, today than then. No, that, that's great. I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned that uh, because... You know, having the opportunity to represent Invent Hoffman for so long, uh, you know, we've really noticed that your company values, you know, women in leadership. And we at CBM share that same value. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you've got Beth Wozniak. She's your chair and CEO. Um, Peggy Barada, VP of Sales. Uh, you know, obviously yourself included. And, and I'm sure there's more. I don't want to leave anybody out. But um, give me a little bit more about your perspective on that and how does that uh, – uh, you know, you said it's exciting uh, and it changes the dynamic, you know, women in leadership. So tell me a little bit more there. So I don't know if you know who Gary Brecca is. I do not. Okay. Well, he um, is a human biologist and he's fascinating. And he just actually did a podcast on women actually have more brain cells than men. Oh, uh, it's impossible. They really? Have more gray, <laughs> they have more gray matter. So with that being said, I think more women in industry has brought more camaraderie, um, more of a level of understanding between the women, right? Um, I think men have dominated this industry for so long, which is wonderful. Um, but I think there's different perspectives that have been able to be brought to the table, and our voices are more heard. I would agree. And obviously, I was just kidding there. But uh, uh, women are much smarter than men, for sure. Um, you know, and I'll touch on, on our leader, Marla Sparks. Um, you know, she's got a way of, uh, you know, if, for me, I'm a reactor. I'm a doer, a reactor. So, okay, you know, let's get things done. Boom, boom, boom. We're going to get them, whether it's wrong or right, let's get stuff done, right? And that's how I am. But, you know, Marla brings a different perspective where, she can slow down, mm -hmm. uh, take a deep breath, yeah. think about things before mm -hmm. you know doing things, and I th I think that is certainly a a good trait of you know women over men, especially, mm -hmm. and, and it does bring uh, a lot of value to the top of the organization. Maybe a little less uh, instantly reactive. We are. Yes. Yes. Is that fair to say? That's very fair in my case. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so quality and services side. Um, you know, we, we understand here at CBM that relationships truly are the backbone. Um, and, you know, a company such as yours, Invent Hoffman, um, you know, those relationships are clearly important to how you guys go to market. Um, and your market strategy is through distribution. Mm -hmm. So um, tell me a little bit more of how you manage 
those relationships and, you know, where are the key relationships, you know, throughout what you do? That's that's a big question. Um, <clears throat> and we can break it apart, you know, piece it out a little bit. Yeah, so relationships specific to distribution? Yeah, so, th- so uh, I guess specific to your reps, specific to distribution, specific to, um, you know, within your own organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess what I'm asking is, you know, how how do the dynamics of these relationships change from those various mm-hmm. levels? Which ones are the most important they're at all your level? To me, they're all important. Um, there's not one that's more important than the other, and I truly mean that. Um, I also think that trust is the number one piece of a solid relationship and honesty. Yeah. Um, you're not always going to like the answer, right? But you have to be truthful, and humility um, yeah. is something that I try to— live by every day. Um, titles don't really mean a whole lot to me. And I've learned that through the years in my career. Um, when I first started years ago, not to get a little emotional, but there were, th- there were things that were said to me um, and people that treated me certain ways because I didn't have the title. And it's interesting now that I have a title, right? Um, even today in sure. 2023, the difference of how certain people will treat you. And it's very eye-opening, um, yeah. and it really makes you take a step back. And I never want anyone to feel that way. I don't care what so your treat, title is. So treat people Absolutely. the same way, whether they're Absolutely. whether or, Yeah, or whether they're the a rep or a distributor yeah. or an end user, what, whoever that is. Yeah. Within those companies, we're all people at the end of the day. Yeah, and that's, that's one thing I totally agree on. You know, we are all people. Uh, you know, we all wake up in the morning, go through the same routines, mm-hmm. and, you know, we're all very similar. Um, and, and you hit on you know, truth and honesty. Um, that's always been big for me. So uh, y- people have uh, an image of salespeople, right? Mm-hmm. Typically they think, well, you know, you're just out to get something. You're just out to sell you. Um, you know, it's really not that way. And, and it'd be nice to change that message of what salespeople are because really, you know, we're just trying to help. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about making a dollar and selling a product. It's about how can we truly help you with your issue, right. you know, whatever that is. Uh, and that does build trust. So, I, you know, I think that's obviously. And I think that ties into the relationship, right? If, if yeah. who you're speaking to and you're trying to solve that problem for knows that you generally want to solve that problem and help yeah. them, um, I think that they don't take it so much as you're just being a salesperson, right? Yeah. And that's when you yeah. build that long-term relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So Hoffman's been very loyal to their distribution channel. Um how is that different than what some of your competitors do? And where's the value then to the end user? So our key distributors, which are many, right? We have many um, throughout the world. They are first in class, as we like to think of ourselves as being. Um, And we really try to make sure that that is who we're partnering with because they can provide the full solution for the end user. Uh, it's not just the enclosure. It's not just the heat tracing. It's right. It's not yeah. just the ground rods. They can provide everything as a complete solution, whether it's engineering services, kitting, um, managed inventory at the end user's crib level, right? Yeah. Um, so we really try to make sure that we partner with first and class distribution. And that brings up a good point. I know manufacturers today, uh, the trend is, you know, everybody wants to be everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, staying in your lane sometimes is good. But as a manufacturer, I think that perspective of knowing where you fit, 
um, knowing that there's other products that are going to work alongside with, mm -hmm. you know, what you're offering. I think that's important to, you know, understand that perspective uh, and not just be, you know, closed-minded to we're only worried about this. Right. So, And so, I think you'll see that, right, in, yeah. with Invent anyway and the acquisitions that we've made. Um, that is exactly what we're doing. Yeah. Right? If you look at the portfolio and we're just completely rounding out that offering um, to give that full solution. Yeah. And you got you just came back from uh, the technology expo. Automation fair. Automation fair. Yeah. So you just came back from the automation fair. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that automation world, I think you see a lot of that, obviously, where things obviously have to coordinate together. Uh, what did you see interesting on your trip there? Well, it was a very short trip for me. Um, but from an invent perspective, you know, if you look at where the world, just with COVID, right? And, yeah. and the loss that we've had in the trades world, right? Industry-wise, yeah. um, I think you're seeing more customers, end users, OEMs wanting more automation so they don't have to rely on or need as many E's, for example, right? Electrical yeah. engineers or CAD designers or people who actually know how to wire panels. There are now automated tools that can walk, you know, a uh, a younger man without maybe that that schooling background but does want to get into the trades or into yeah. that world it will teach them that from an automated perspective that's awesome so <laughs> you you mentioned that workforce and i think this goes to you know several different markets but are you seeing uh a need for more training in this industry as we are in some of the others a, a shortage of you know skilled labor 100 percent, absolutely so that crosses all industries. Yeah, and as you talk to um, end users, panel shops, um, they can't find people. Or at least if they do, will they show up, right? Um, sure. And that's something that we have experienced in the last three to four years is it's very difficult to find empl employees um, that actually will show up and work. Yeah, we struggle with the same thing. Yeah. I think every I think it's universal. Yeah, I think COVID um, has completely shifted that for us moving forward. And I think that's totally changed the dynamic of how companies look for people um, to add to their teams. And there's not as many people as knowledgeable yeah. these days in, in this industry. Um, many people are retiring, and you can't teach that in a week. You know, these are guys, women, people with years of experience, and it's very, very hard to just teach that in a short amount of time. All right, real quick, let me tell you a little bit about what we do here at CBM. So we're a manufacturer's rep located here in the Midwest. Uh, we work in three different vertical markets, uh, utility space. Uh, we work in communications and also commercial industrial markets. Uh, we've been in business since 1960, uh, been an employee-owned ESOP since 1988. Uh, we really value that uh, employee ownership in our organization, and I think it brings a lot to uh to value our manufacturers as well. So if we can be of any service to you and help you in your next project, or if you're a manufacturer looking for expert representation, feel free to reach out to us here at CBM. That's cbmrep.com. Yeah, I think you're right. You can't teach years of experience in a week. Uh, you know, Give me a little bit more there what your thoughts are. So I think that is a huge part of the reason why we are moving in the direction that we are and why we have created some of the tools and acquisitions that we have made 
it is to help support that in those people coming into industry with maybe not all of that experience or, you know, the person with the college degree or whatever it may be, right? So we have our DTM software, very, very powerful software. You don't have to be an electrical engineer to draw up panels anymore, right? Um, You look at our mod centers. You don't have to be a, a professional welder to be able to make these modifications to steel or stainless steel enclosures for that matter. So I think that if you look at our portfolio and how we're rounding it out, it is touching on helping fix that solution in, in industry. Yeah, making things easier, yeah. easier yeah. to understand, easier to run, yep. easier to produce. Yeah. No, that's great. And not, and not to slight younger folks, obviously. Not at all. I mean, we we've got some real good folks, you know, that work for us that are young and outgoing. And, uh, you know, we don't want to slight those folks at all either. But, we need them. Yeah. Who's going to fill our wonderful shoes, right? <laughs> we'll take some big feet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you mentioned you, you mentioned traveling a lot for work. Uh, you know, how long have you been on the road? Your whole career? Uh, no, not my whole career, but um, lately, four weeks, as of recently, <laughs> yeah. um, to be specific. But um, traveling for me most of the time is at my discretion. Now we do have obligations, right? Sure. So we are part of NAD. We're part of AD um, Automation Fair. Obviously, we're part of IMARC. So all of those things require meetings and. Um, scheduling and that type of thing. So um, I, I try to get an industry with with our channel, with our reps, as, as frequently as possible. But there's a balance, for sure. Yeah, that balance um, is, is tough. I yeah. still need office time, you know. And it's, yes, I have my laptop and I work when I'm on the road, but it's different than yeah. being at your, your desk, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, you know, I've been on the road as long as I've been working, uh, traveling. And, you know, you do get used to it. Uh, my wife uh, at home, obviously, she's a saint. She takes care of things while I'm gone and while I'm there. But, uh, you know, it is difficult, um, you know, just being gone and being away from your family. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people think it's just a party every day. You're on the road and you're in hotels mm-hmm. and you're going out for dinner. I mean, that's not the case. It's is exhausting. It? No, it's not. I mean, you're on from 7 a.m. a lot of times till 10 p.m. at night Yeah. Um, between meetings during the day. And don't forget you have to be prepared for those meetings and have presentations ready and all of that yeah. info, right, um, detail. Um, but my husband is amazing, and I couldn't be where I am today if it weren't for him because he's the one home, yeah. <laughs> like your wife. Yeah. He's the saint in my world, um, holding down the fort and making sure everything runs and functions. And we have a three-year-old, so that's a lot, right? Yeah. Um, and he works as well. So it's, it's definitely a uh, divide and conquer and team effort. For sure. So when you do have some time to spend at home, mm-hmm. uh, are you able to kind of back away from work and cut yourself loose? Or I'm not very good at that. No. <laughs> I, I could do better. Most of sure. us, I don't think most of us are. So. Yeah, I, um, I always want to make sure that I'm connected, so to speak. And so, no, I mean, my work phone stays with me most of the time. Uh, Nico, my three-year-old, being so young... It's been, I've been traveling more this last year, so it's been a little bit of a transition. Um, But he understands now when I say I'm going in an airplane, you know, he says, but you're going to come home, right, Mama? So it's, I don't know, I just try to talk to him about it and uh, let him know ahead of time when I'm leaving. And um, But no, when it comes to being home, I try. I try to disconnect. But listen, at the end of the day, right? Yeah, you've got obligations. You've got people to take care of. Yeah, and I have people that are expecting things of me, and I I will not let them down either. So um, I do the best I can. 
Right? No, it's great. It's a, I mean, it's a balancing act yeah. for sure. Yeah. You know, yes. I've I've been here at CBM for 16 years, and I think I've missed 15 of my wife's birthdays. <laughs> you know, it just happens to be on yeah. you know one of our planning weeks, and right. you know you. Um, hopefully she understands and, you know, well, clearly we, you're still married. It's clearly I'm still married. <laughs> 25 wonderful years. So it's, it's been good. That's amazing. But, um, yeah, it, it's certainly, you know, one of the challenges that people don't think about, yeah. you know, it, it, you know, being in a sales position, you know, a lot of people think it's just a party every day, you know, and, um, cu customers sometimes have that perspective and, and other folks, but it's, it's really not the case. It's, mm -hmm. it's a lot of work. Travel's difficult. Balancing everything in your life is, uh, not easy for You've sure. You've got to be organized. I think that's the biggest thing for me. I've got to be organized. Yep. It, any specific things that uh, that you do there that will help other people be organized? Hmm. Well, I'm a little old school, so I'm not so much everything on my laptop, right? Yeah. In, in notes. Um, and my company probably would hate to hear me say that, <laughs> but I still love my notebook. I still love writing. Yep. Uh, I have my little planner. Um, that's just... That's how I do it, right? I set yeah. reminders on my phone, so I do use technology from yeah. that perspective. But, um, yeah, no, I just, uh, again, not always being able to disconnect, and that's partly why. Yeah. Well, I do a lot of the same. So notebook, a to-do list. Uh, at the end of the day, what I like to do is sit down, okay? Uh, I like to check things off. Yeah. So tomorrow, what's important? Yeah. What are the three, four, five things that I have to get done? Right. Those are priorities. If that means I got to leave the leave my outlook off for a couple hours in the morning to get those things mm -hmm. done, that that's what I'm focused on. Mm -hmm. uh, try to get up, start early. I think you're better in the morning mm -hmm. uh, than in the afternoon. And you know, at the end of the day, what doesn't get done, you reprioritize yeah. again, and you just have to do that day after day mm -hmm. after day. And you know, one thing that I sometimes struggle with, though, is how do you determine what's a priority? You know, you get a mm -hmm. lot of a lot of things kind of popping in that yeah. might be somebody else's priority, but how do you narrow down what's really key to you and what's just noise? Hmm. That's a really good question. I think you just know, right? You know, as those things are coming in, it, you know what your role is and what your responsibilities are. And you just have to decide. You you can't be everything to everybody all the time, yeah. right? So you have to set some boundaries and identify yeah. what priorities are most critical to you in in your role. That's how I think of it. Anyway, I kind of I kind of think if you focus on everything, you'll accomplish nothing. Mm -hmm. So you got to you got to dial that in. Are you good at delegating? I think that's one way to obviously take some of the noise and and filter it off. I am. Um, you know, I need a little bigger of a team, I think, to completely delegate to be uh, more strategic um, and have a little bit more time to be more strategic. So maybe that will come in time. Um, yeah. But, yeah, one thing that I started doing that's really helped me is when I do have office time, I set an hour a day. I block my calendar, and I call it focus time. And that's my time to just kind of narrow in on whatever is going on or what yeah. went on the day before. I don't like leaving things open. If things come in and need to be done, I want to get them done. I don't like yeah. things hanging out there for yeah. a week or two weeks. Well, That's not well. It seems like if if something does hang out there, there's always the one yeah. one project that something something happens, and then it seems like it just piles on. You know, it, it, there's one thing you can get past. Well, then something else happens. It's always like one little individual thing that where it just piles and piles and piles. And if you leave it hang out there, yeah. that's 
kind of tends to where it where it goes. Yeah, and I have actually quite a bit of that right now going on, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but that's for a matter of when I've been traveling. Yeah, uh, some of this stuff is very detailed, right? Granular type of things that take other people, me pulling together to really dive into it and and identify the issues and come up with a solution. So sometimes you have to plan and be a little more proactive in that to get those things accomplished. And sometimes things do take longer, yeah. right? Nothing is just as easy as entering an order, right? That's not what we do every day. Yeah. That's not what I do. Um, so we do appreciate the orders. You're <laughs> um, but um, Well, you mentioned strategic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think that's something that companies don't do enough of. Agreed. You know, you get caught up in the mundane, the day-to-day, all the minutia of what's going on. Mm-hmm. But, you know, talk about the importance of thinking strategically long-term, you know, the direction, the vision, all those parts of where the company's going. I think the one thing that I've learned since I've been at Invent is it's so important for us before we make big decisions, not acquisition, not not stuff like that, but internal process changes or, um, you know, new requirements to something or changing a program, uh, you've got to get the right people involved. You can't just do it on your own and, and make that decision and flick the switch. Because what I have learned in the two times that that's happened since I've been at Invent, it has turned out to be a colossal mess. And it has taken us w- much longer than it should have if everybody would have just pulled the right people together from the beginning yeah. and approached it that way. So that's more of a leadership mistake Absolutely. that you would say that yeah. not having people's buy-in or... Communication. I think it's key, right? Because there's people that have different areas of expertise, right? So I'm not the finance expert, obviously. I'm not in finance, right? I'm not the leader of pricing. I'm not quality. I'm not marketing, right? So I think that with certain things, programs, projects, whatever it is, you really have to look at what is the topic of that project and how that will impact other departments, and then you decide from there who to pull in. You've got to have that input. Yeah. So how long have you been in the road? Just a couple of years in this current role? I've been with Hoffman. February will be two years. And okay. I've been in my new director role since June. Well, July. Beginning of July. Okay. So four months. That's great. So how do you think you, what do you think you do different in your role than um, the last person in that position? Hmm. We're very different, but we're very similar in many ways. Um, I think I'm good at maybe setting some boundaries and sometimes saying no. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, that can be difficult. And I love Steve. He, he is Steve Simpson. Um, <laughs> he is who I, um, I took his role and he, he moved on, got a promotion. But um, he is an amazing human being and everyone who knows him loves him, right? Yeah. Um, everyone who knows him wants to be around him. He's just that guy, right? Very dynamic. Um, I would love to be that person. That's not naturally who I am, though, right? I, I'm okay to not be the person that everyone's crowding around. Do I love yeah. interacting with people and and that you know connection? Absolutely, but um, but you don't need to be the center of attention. No, I don't, yeah. and I've always been that way. Um, but I also know boundaries, right? I think that's a really important thing for me. For example, you know when we have events and we're out at dinner um, with customers or whatnot. And everyone wants to go to the bar after. Well, I don't necessarily have to do that, right? Yeah. Um, and Steve always 
would just, he's just a yes guy, right? Yeah. He wants to make everybody happy. And not that I don't want to make people happy. I do, but. Um, you have to take care of yourself I first. have to take care of myself. Yeah. 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 So what happens if you don't take care of yourself or if you don't set those boundaries, you know, how does that affect the organization? Well, I think a couple things that shifts people's expectations of you, right? Um, I also read a lot about women leaders and burnout, right? And I have way too full of a life to potentially open that door to burnout. Yeah. And there are moments, obviously, right? We all. Yeah, we all get tired. We all have too much going on. Exactly. But I don't ever want that to be something I can't keep in control, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a professional woman, but I'm also a wife and I'm also a mother. And those are very... Um, you know, important roles to yeah. me, and I need to be just as as on and connected with them as I am from a business perspective. Yeah. So that comes back to the balance. Yeah. You know, it's all about yeah. balance. You know, keeping everything in check, and yeah. that's and obviously some days very it's difficult. Easier than others, yeah. right? Um, but I sure try. Yeah, I sure try. You know, I'll add to that too. One thing, um, you know, going back to you know maybe what you do different. One thing I've noticed. Uh, that I've picked up, you know, we just met yesterday, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Uh, for the first time. And uh, but one thing I've I've picked up on really quick is your ability to read people. I, I think I think you know where I'm going, but like y- you certainly have a talent for for understanding people really quickly. Can you? I mean, how did you learn that? Where did that come from? Well, I believe, and people might not agree with this, but um, I'm a Pisces. So I'm a fish, right? Um, and we move and adapt very well in different environments, but we also feel people very strongly, um, not psychic-wise. I'm not like yeah. going down that road at all. But um, I think for me, I try to listen um, and really connect with that person. Yeah, I don't want to have the answer while they're still asking me, if that makes sense, right? Yeah, that's hard for a lot of people. Yeah. And it's hard for me at times yeah. too, but I really try to stay present. Yeah. In everything you do. Yeah. It goes back to the balance. But when you're, you know, so when you do check out of work and you do go home and you are being a mother, it, that's part of it. You have mm-hmm. to be, you can't be texting on your phone and you have to be present in I do there, my best. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's great. Um, well, we certainly appreciate you coming in and taking the time to Thank be you with for us. Having me. Uh, you know, it's a pleasure to meet you again. Thank you. you uh, you're too. welcome back anytime. Thank you. Uh, so it's been great. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you Very so much. much. Thank you. I hope you all enjoyed our conversation with Heather today. Uh, once again, I want to thank her for taking time to come in and visit with us. Uh, we're so blessed here at CBM to work with Invent Hoffman. Uh, we've had a great relationship over the years, and we truly do value that. Uh, if we can be of service to you, please reach out to us here at CBM. That's cbmrep.com. Uh, don't forget to give us a review and drop a comment below. Thanks again for joining us on Power the Network.